Would you watch it? I'd watch it. You're listening to Doc You Know. Hi, welcome to an episode of, <laughs> of Doc You Know. One episode. Just a singular. Welcome to an episode, episode of Doc You Nope. And this is your girl, Dory Greenberg, coming to you live. This episode sponsored by Thinks Underwear, because I'm bleeding. We are neither live nor sponsored, <laughs> yes. dear listeners. Yes. <laughs> None of the above are true, but that's for you to decide. <laughs> As always, this is a documentary close. <laughs> this is a podcast about uh, lame quasi-educational documentaries. The documentaries that you watch when you're like, I want to learn today. I want to like expand my understanding of the world without doing anything at all. Or, or nap. Or nap. Or nap. <laughs> or you could just take I'd a, like to nap. You would like to be induced into napping. Mm-hmm. One of the, You could do both. I frequently am. I do it as well. The kind voice that you're hearing that is agreeing with me because we think the same, We, you might say we share the same... Bro- Kidney. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> penis. Penis. We share as, the same it, penis. penis. Right. Um, it's uh, Christina Anand. Hello. Hi. Hi. I cannot wait to talk about brains. Well, yeah, I was trying to set up a teaser. I know. And you ruined it. Well. And you hated it. Yeah. We all hated it. Hated what? Everything. Yeah. Um, we're not the only people in the room. Uh, with us today is a, a gentleman. Can I call you a gentleman? No. And a scholar. No. no. <laughs> that was your answer. No, I prefer... Um, rude bitch? Rude bitch. <laughs> you got it. Yep. What we have is like a super rude, catty-ass bitch. Um, you may recognize him from Mashable when he, like me, was on the video team for a while. Yep. But you have taken your talents... To the Discovery Channel. No. 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 Discovery is the company that owns a bunch of different channels. And I'm on Animal Planet. Oh my god, better. That Mm -hmm. is way better. You didn't even disclose this. Did I not? No. Because you knew I would freak out about it. We have a lot to talk about the Animal Mm. Planet. Anyway, this is Tony Lee. Hi. (laughs) Hi, Tony. I didn't know when to come in. I didn't know whether I should comment earlier when you were doing your intro. No, you're perfect. No, you're fine. Okay. Because I was going to say, this documentary actually is kind of educational. Like yeah, that's, that's the whole point of you this. You said quasi. This is the point of this <laughs> podcast. Well, because it's... Well, th- aren't all documentaries by nature do- uh, educational? Somewhat, mm. because sometimes it's just about, like, personal stories. Yeah. Like, have you seen The Secret? Like, The Secret is not yes. educational. Okay, but that's not really a documentary. Well, I learned a lot from The Secret. And is it a documentary? No, oh, 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 no, no, no. I <laughs> sense a rabbit no, hole, and no, we're no, not no, going to go down there. We're not no, going to go down you. there, you know. We're just going to put it out in the universe mm. that we're just going to continue on with what we have planned, which is... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was perfect. Um, the brain that changes itself. The brain. The brain that the changes brain. itself. Yes. It is a documentary that we watched on Prime. It was released in 2008, 10 years ago. Wow. That's uh, it said 2005 <laughs> on my Amazon. Uh-oh. Well, there's a what? book that was out before the Oh, is that? Of the yeah. Same name. Yes. Well, oh, well, my Amazon Prime app on the Roku said 2005. Oh. I, I, I wrote down. To the book. Looks like 1985. It does. Very close. <laughs> I mean, based on the fashion alone. Oh. The haircuts. Oh, oh, definitely the haircuts. Um, anyway, it was 55 minutes long, received pretty high marks on Amazon and IMDb, yes. and it is Canadian. 
one. Oh, it is. I totally noticed it's Canadian? that. Yes, it was yeah. made for Art France. Yeah, that oh, I did notice. I've never heard of that channel. Um, I wrote. I love that this was made by French people. <laughs> it was made by at least French Canadian people. We can mm. be sure. And it, it Art France Art R A R T E yeah. is sort of like a sect of channel that's just about European culture. Wait, in America? No, in because Canada. Americans are not worthy. Mm-hmm. No, in France, isn't that from Wait, France? It's Arte France, right? Yeah. But I think this probably aired in Quebec because I bet right. they have yeah, Art yeah, yeah. France, the channel in Quebec. For the Quebecois. Quebecois. Ça va? Well, you know I'm Canadian, right? You remember? Oh, I don't. Oh, my God. Dory knows nothing about you and she just met you. Oh, my God. What? It's just because... You're Canadian and you work for the animal I asked you to come here because I hate you and I want to exploit you. (laughs) Yeah, exploit me for my Canadian-ness. Yeah, I grew up in Toronto. Oh, my God. Really? I thought you just grew up in L.A. No, and then I moved to L.A. when I was 12. Oh. Worst decision. Okay. Are you like a Canadian citizen? Yes, I'm Canadian, and I just became American like three years ago. Congrats! What a bad time for you to do that. I know, but I have a Canadian passport. Okay. So, did you pick up on the Canadianess? I picked up on their accent, but I, I for some reason, thought it was American the whole time. And then they went to Canada all the time, so I kept going, Mm, oh, suspicious. Well, a lot of the the people that they interviewed for this were American. And by the way, in case you were wondering, in case you didn't Google it, um, The Brain That Changes Itself is a documentary that's basically trying to prove the notion that neuroplasticity is a thing. Neuroplasticity means like your brain is constantly changing and has the ability to adapt and change the way that it works on at any given time on any given basis. It doesn't just stop forming at 18. Mm-hmm. Basically, which I guess is just like general scientific thought apparently. No, I mean actually I knew about neuroplasticity just cuz I during, like, my neurobiology classes and stuff like that. Well, we should say, Tony, yeah. Lee, that you are a medical school dropout. Mm. <laughs> mm. I think you bring that up. <laughs> the shame among my Asian family. Why do you think you're here? Oh, no. It's like, I open the door, my mom's there. It's like, with a cane. Uh, surprise, I'm your mom. Oh. Hey. Hi. You disappoint me. Oh, I can't. I'm dropping you. <laughs> no, thanks. I just watched that Nathan for you episode where he's like, I'm not doing it, but like this is how Asian people sound. <laughs> like, is it okay? It's it's a great episode. Mm. Look into it. Yeah. Um, can you give us an example of what your mom said when <sighs> you told her that you were leaving medical school? No, well, even like recently, she was like, So are you at Discovery Channel. <laughs> First of all, this is not even how she talks. I just I'm Shout like re- I'm just mom. really bad at accents. That's Hilarious. It just like always turns into Indian. That's hilarious because you are not Indian. You're a Korean man that can't do a Korean accent? No, because I feel like I spent my whole life trying to like not sound. Yeah, Yeah. like that. So I think I just like my brain neuroplasticized um, into sounding more, into like forgetting that. But Mm. um, I, no, no, no. She was like, I won't do an accent because it was going to be like really offensive to other people. But, uh, You're Asian. <laughs> no, because it's, it turns into Indian. <laughs> and I don't well, Christina is, you know, mm-hmm. sort of. Tied to one. An Indian tied person. to one. Oh. I'm married to an Indian. <gasps> and also now people think that she is Indian because of her last name. Yeah, he, like at doctor's offices especially. Like Indian doctors? Usually nurses, and they're like, you're not Indian. Like, they, like, legit, like, yeah. be like, hey, Somebody by the way, hi, like, nice to meet you, you're not Indian. No shit, you don't fucking say, I'm not Indian. <laughs> Did you think I was? I mean, there are really, like, really white Indians. 
I mean, I'm, pr- I, I don't, you know. <laughs> you know what, we're going to stop. <laughs> yep. We're, we're going to stop, because we need to talk about neuroplasticity. Yes, yes, okay. yes, yes, For the record, I also knew about neuroplasticity. Yeah. I knew this was a thing. What I didn't know was that anyone ever in the world was like, 18, you're done. I, I mm. was, I think I was taught that. That's. Yeah, or like 18 or 21 yeah, kind of thing. I yeah. had that, I had that thought in my mind. Uh, before I watched this, and then I like, was like, brains oh. are, are done at 18? Yeah, I take great issue with, like, the whole premise of this, that, like... Of the documentary. Well, no, I'm, oh, I'm oh, like, oh. I'm pro-neuroplasticity. Okay, got it. But <laughs> anti-neuroplasticity. I don't believe fake yeah. news. No, I, no, neuroplasticity is obviously true, because the whole basis of therapy yeah. wouldn't work without mm-hmm. neuroplasticity, and therapy's been around for... 100 odd years longer maybe so yeah. the idea that scientists thought you stopped developing at 18 but still tried to treat you makes no fucking sense in my mind I don't know. I don't I don't really buy into the scientific community didn't believe in neuroplasticity well, I like, think they just didn't understand the mechanism of it or like how to actually like treat mm, someone who has a stroke or whatever but also I guess a way to measure it because science is so much about proof mm-hmm. and experiments and hypotheses and yeah but psychology is not about proof or experience or like it's none of those sure. things it's just like constant guesswork but what this documentary deals with are testimonials from both doctors and their patients uh, of how their brains came through basically mm-hmm. and uh, were able to adapt in ways that made their lives better and also ways that uh, doctors were able to like develop these like crazy machines mm-hmm. in order to fix people's brains. No, it's crazy. It blew my mind. Like when I saw that first machine yeah. with that blind guy who like knew where he was going blew my that, mind. Okay, so this is, we, we first, we just need to establish that the person who takes us on this journey Unfortunately. He's the author of that book. Unfortunately. Oh, you mean he's council member Jam from Parks and Rec? (gasps) Okay, so we're talking about Dr. Neumann Deutsch, which is a great name to say over and over again. Neumann? Norman Deutsch. Norman Deutsch. Norman Deutsch. Norman Deutsch. Norman Deutsch. Norman Deutsch. Um, he's a psychiatrist and researcher. He wrote the book that this movie is based on, and he's our dear narrator for this. No, he's not a narrator. Yes, he is. He's his own character. We see his face. I know, but he also does the VO... During segments. Yeah, and he's never a part of the stories. He but just it's hardly VO. It's always the camera pointed at his face while he talks at the There's camera. There's VO, too. That that really bothered me. Looking at him while yeah. he was voiceovering, I was like, oh, I don't want to oh look at him anymore. You, I loved him. Oh, oh I know. No. He was so biased. Yeah, he, he seemed like a, a beautiful experiment. You cannot yeah. do that as a scientist. Yeah, it was very much like he like cut himself like his TED Talks up to and like yes. inserted it in there. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just, I don't know. I thought he was compelling. He, he also he thought he was compelling. Oh my God. I feel ganged up against. <laughs> mm, this is how you felt during the yarn documentary. I stand by my yarn oh. and I felt fine. I took it like a bit. Okay, so anyway, we first meet um, Neumann Deutsch. Neumann Deutsch. <laughs> but then we very quickly learn that there is a, a contraption that was developed by a gay. A gay. <laughs> a gay. Well. By some gay. He is not gay. He has a wife. We meet his widow for like a total of two full minutes. In I the do documentary. not remember the widow. Yeah, because she, she wasn't very memorable and she just. I don't even know who we're talking about. We're talking about Paul Bakirita. Oh, yes, Paul Rita he, <laughs> Which one is Paul Rita <laughs> He is the most important pioneer 
uh, of neuroplasticity. He is like a visioneer of neuroplasticity. And so a lot of the experiments that have been done uh, kind of all come back to, like, his work that he did in the 60s and 70s mm-hmm. and stuff. Can I ask a question? Yeah. A fundamental question about sure. this. I was very confused watching this because the TED Talk montage at the beginning made it seem like Donnie Deutsch or whatever the fuck <laughs> had just discovered neuroplasticity. That's, no, no, that's, that's true. Like, it, he, he presented it like, when I heard of this, this evidence. novel idea. Right, yeah. He was giving a talk yes, but at he, a brain conference. Yes, but he made it sound like he had just discovered this concept and then he showed us all this evidence from the 60s and I was like, what the actual fuck? Yeah. Did you even go to school? He was making it exciting. Mm. Too exciting. <laughs> I thought he had just discovered it, and I was really put off. Y'all, strap in. This is going to be an uphill battle, I think. <laughs> this is going to be <laughs> All right. Woof. So, Rita Ora. So, Paul Baki Rita Ora <laughs> um, developed this machine that's called a sensory substitution device. Yes. And it was first applied for blind people. And the way that the guy that you talk about that, like, blew your mind and also blew, I think, all of our minds is Roger Bem, who's been blind. Blind Ron Perlman? Blind, yes. blind Ron Perlman. Oh, my yeah. God. Blind, yeah. Ron, blind Ron Perlman. Yes. Blind. Blind Ron Perlman. Blind Ron Perlman. Blind Ron Perlman. You try it. It's the vibrating helmet. Is that? No, no, no. Well, it vibrates the tongue. Right. There's a helmet on his head. No, no. There's two. There's two. Oh, so the one, the one oh, that right. was I'm first developed confused. was vibrations on the back that, as Roger, the blind guy describes is basically like somebody drawing something on your back and you trying to guess what it is. Oh, I thought it was drawing stuff on his tongue. It is, but he, like, he said it was like yes. drawing yeah, 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 back, yeah, yeah, but yeah. Yes. The first one that was developed that they show a clip of from way back in the day that must have been like 70s is of a guy sitting against electronic uh, mechanism right. that sends signals to his back. But now it has progressed so that it is just like his tongue and he wears like a fun helmet. That has cameras on. Yeah, the the helmet has cameras, and it, like, transmits the signal to a vibrating thing on his tongue, right? Correct. Yes. Explain to me how that has jack shit to do with neuroplasticity. (laughs) Because... It doesn't teach his brain anything. It teaches his tongue to read. No, I think it's, like, giving his tongue an extra sense, like, that your eyes would have had. Yeah, but what does that have to do with neuroplasticity? Because it doesn't teach his brain without the helmet. The Vertigo woman, later, (laughs) who uses this... Yes. She learns, it teaches her brain to change itself uh-huh. so she doesn't need the helmet. The yes. blind man always <laughs> needs the helmet. So what the fuck does no, that have to do No, but to the blind man, it's almost like he can see again. Yes, but he needs the helmet to do it. He doesn't teach his brain to do something else. Well, I think, so the thing, the difference is um, with the woman who had the balance issue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Vertigo is very different than having blindness, right? Mm-hmm. Totally. And I think she was able so to, different. <laughs> she was able to just like completely what happened with Cheryl Schiltz, who uh, was this woman that you meet, they introduce her, she's riding a bike, and you're like, okay, this is ordinary, but like, you know, years before she like could not even stand up. Yeah, apparently she had her cerebellum obliterated by like her medication. No, and- it was it was just her balance apparatus in her inner ear. The way that it works is that, okay, the tongue, electronic signals are sent to the tongue, right? Okay. Mm -hmm. And then the brain, that part of the brain that normally processes touch 
receives that signal and then the brain redirects that to the area that deals with balance. Mm-hmm. Uh, listen, I understand all of that. Yeah. What I'm saying is, isn't the foundation of neuroplasticity that the brain rewires itself uh-huh. to be able to perform that task, correct? Right, you can't do that without eyeballs. You can't... That's what I'm saying, yeah. is it's not fucking neuroplasticity <laughs> if you're just like, it's like a cane, you know? It's sure. like... But he, he's not rewiring his brain, it's just like the a blind crutch guy, for mean. him to use, the blind guy. That's just, I agree with But, this. no, but I think what they're saying is the brain is learning to pick up the tongue signals mm, as vision. I see, interesting. So he's like, you know, in the end he goes like, no, I'm, I hope I can look at my wife again or something like that or see yeah, what she looks well, like. Well, he'll be able to see like her her basic shape. Yeah. Okay, you know what? I That's true. Yeah. Right you on board? That. I'm on board. You're on board? But still, it was like, they didn't make yeah, that clear enough. I was no, like, no. I don't know what this guy I has to even, do with changing the brain. I didn't even realize, honestly, I still am kind of murky on like how the woman is able to stand up straight. Like, I don't know what She's like, murky on like, it. Yeah. She straight up yeah. said into the camera, I have I, no I idea how this works. Who knows? She can ride a bike, she walk. But I had my mother... Uh, Jerry has vertigo, right? Yes. She actually mm-hmm. was born without a bone in her left <gasps> ear. Really? Yes. Like the inner the ear. Yeah, I don't. I, mm. She said it was a long name, but I had the the most briefest and probably the most important phone call with her today about it. I this is how the conversation went. It went, "Hi, mom. Hi, I'm on a call. What's up? Does your vertigo affect your balance apparatus?" Yeah, it, it affects my inner ear and it makes the room spin. Okay, great. Thanks. Okay, bye. <laughs> she just told you what <laughs> yeah. vertigo was. Yep. Yep. Yeah, and I was like, okay, that's all I wanted to know. Yeah. That's what, really... Does she have chronic vertigo, like, all the time? Yeah. Oh, wow. Does yeah. she get treated for it? Yes. Great. Because oh, yeah. I get vertigo, like, once a year. Really? For, like, two weeks at a time. No know? shit. Mm-hmm. When did that start happening? It started happening, like, right after I graduated. I just literally remember waking up and then, like, sitting up to get out of bed and then just tumbling over. Oh, my God. Yeah. Tony. Yeah. No, it's fine because at first I was like, what's going on? I have brain cancer. But then they were just like, oh, do these exercises. And then after a week, it was, it was over. Oh, my God. Neuroplasticity. <laughs> but you bring up brain cancer. And that reminds me that the, the one thing about this documentary was that it was like so many of my nightmares realized. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Totally. Like all the worst diseases you could think of. Or, so yeah. much. I am afraid every day of waking up blind, of waking up, not being able to walk, yeah. of uh, so many things that you just have no control over. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's really like facing your demons in a very scientific way. But it's good to know that, like, you can um, plasticize <laughs> your brain. Yes, it's you could fix it. Oh, my God, yay. I wrote in my notes something that happened to me when I was in school a lot where I was like, I don't know what this fucking means. I wrote, Plastic Paradox is my next album. <laughs> Was that something someone said? Plastic Paradox? Yes. Um. So the Plastic Paradox <laughs> is the... It's and that's how well, well I did in school, folks. It's the same The same plasticity that allows us to change our brains and produce more flexible behaviors is also the source of many of our most rigid ones. Mm. Mm-hmm. Plastic Paradox. Plastic Paradox. Plastic Paradox. You don't know your Plastic Paradox. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just want to be Kathleen Hanna really that's bad. That's my next album. Don't worry about it. You don't know who Kathleen Hanna is? Whoa. That's a different podcast. Oh my god, podcast. Tony, I have so much to teach you. That's a lot. I teach you so much. I feel like your mom. I just turned 21. <laughs> that was the best pause. We all paused because we were like not sure if we yeah. should believe you or not because it was so fucking believable. Can I 
also say something about all of the subjects of this documentary. Every time they were introduced, mm-hmm. the camera was <laughs> one inch from their face. One inch. So close. No, and then they do that, like the ghost shifting. The materializing. Yeah. It was, so, and the first time they did it, it was blind Ron Perlman. So in my head, I was like, oh, he's blind. He doesn't know where the camera is. And then. He just showed up. The next time, it was a person with full sight. And I was like, whoa, they're way too yeah, close. Yeah, it's like they saw a GoPro, and then someone's just like one centimeter Closer. away. Closer, 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 trust us, just trust us, it's gonna be great. So the second people that it it does that with um, are two gentlemen, right? Both terrifying looking. Are are you kidding? Okay. Wait. One of them, I agree, uh, was a man named Yuri Danilov who was 1,000% in a Russian mob at one point in his life. He's bald with glasses, right? And like, and his eyebrows are permanently pointed downward. Yes. He doesn't. I am scientist, yes. Yes, he is a scientist and he has maybe killed man or two. Are you also (laughs) Dr. No? (laughs) So that's Yuri, right? He, He doesn't talk a lot. Because he doesn't want to reveal too much. He's like one of those guys. Mitch Tyler, though, is his partner. It's kind of like a good cop, bad cop situation. <laughs> I don't know who you're talking about okay, right you now. You don't know the ball rushing scientists? There are, two, no. there are two neuroscientists based in the University of Wisconsin at Madison. They were the two people that worked with Cheryl Schiltz and helped her to the stand balance. up straight. The balance yeah, lady. Yeah, yeah. Okay, but they didn't really focus on the bald guy that much. No, right. because when they interviewed them side by side, the Russian scientist said nothing and looked <laughs> off into the distance like he was sad Ben Affleck. Well, because he was thinking about all the men that he's wronged in the past and, and how they were going to come back to kill <laughs> exactly. But Mitch Tyler, a man with a beautifully groomed chicken stash, which... <laughs> what the fuck you is a chicken stash? paid way too much attention okay. to these people. I agree. I you saw this what? last right. night, and I do not remember... Well, that what was your problem, Tori. You're fucking right. We did pay too much attention. Tell me what a chicken stash A chicken stash, is. I gotta give props to my girl, Natalia Davila, my college roommate. Oh, shout out to Natalia. Natalia. Hi. Natalia had a whole... A system where she categorized different mustaches as beef stashes, which are like very beefy brown mustaches, chicken stashes, which are blonde, salmon stashes, which are of the redder variety, and everything Ugh, in between. Oh, stashes. All those protein stashes. Yeah, they're Was very Flesh delicious. Beard one of them? Because that's my favorite thing. Ooh, flesh beard. I do know what that yeah, is. Yeah, blonde dudes with really blonde beards. So it looks like skin. It's like fucking flesh. Ew. Well, out no, this flesh. is merely just a stash categorizing I system. Yeah. I was like yeah. picturing like a little gizzard. You know, like yeah, a, what is a like, chicken stash? Yeah. A chicken is a blonde mustache. A bl- oh. oh, that's just a flesh, just a flesh mustache. I mean, a flesh <laughs> No, yep. chicken. Chicken! That doesn't make any chicken? sense. Because it has to be some sort of edible meat, okay? Uh, oh, flesh is edible meat, meat just <laughs> for cannibals, so... <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> oh my goodness. Anyway, Mitch Tyler, I liked him. I thought he had very kind eyes. Mm-hmm. And you could tell the difference between the two because when Cheryl, you know, Balance Lady, mm-hmm. came in after she had this miraculous transformation, she, healed, yeah. she gives him this big hug yes. and they embrace for so long and it's so sweet. You can yeah. feel Was it. Was he the one dancing with her? No, that's Paul Bakirita. Oh God. Oh God. Christina, Christina, you always have I the know, most I'm trouble. Sorry. I told you. <laughs> you never write anyone down. It's. Write them down. I write them down. I wrote. I write descriptors for people like yeah. Blind Ron Perlman. <laughs> yep. Do you not respect these people enough to write down their names? It just happens too fast. 
You like, they show the name, it's gone, I've moved on. These that's are so true. They're on streaming platforms. You can pause No, nope, just one watch. That's it. That's all I get. One watch and it's done. If I didn't take notes, fuck you. Fuck you. Okay, anyway, back yeah. to Mitch. Anyway, I liked Mitch. I just appreciated how manicured his stash was. <laughs> His flush stash. Oh my god, I do not remember Mitch McConnell's stash. It's not Mitch McConnell. Don't bring Mitch McConnell into this. Who's that again? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Canadian. <laughs> I'm not even going to dignify that question with a response. Yeah. I will refuse. No one's going to respect me after this goes live. <laughs> Everyone's going to respect you. They're going to be like, I'm jealous of you, you beautiful unicorn. Exactly. You live in a world where you don't know who that is. Yep. Yep. Precisely. Um, okay, so let's get into some of these other folk Please, that we it. meet in mm-hmm. this um, situation. Well, one person that I really wanted to talk about, because we were talking about the introductions, right, where we, like, meet these people and they kind of, they show their office setting and then all of a sudden these people just kind of, like, materialize mm-hmm. out of the ether, kind of like they were being, like, beamed up in Star mm-hmm. Trek. Um, but one person who, who did, like, kind of got that treatment but got, like, even more of yep. a gushing introduction um, is a guy named Alvaro Pasqualioni, who... Which one is yeah, that? Which I, okay, you don't remember him because he was the honk, Latino, beautiful scientist who, as Doig describes, as elegant, charismatic, warm, mellifluous, expressive. This is the kind of thing yeah. I don't need out of a narrator. He that's radi- un- that's no, no, but here's the thing. fucking... Oh, damn. Okay, first of all, nobody else got this kind of introduction. No oh. other scientist got this kind of introduction. They were all just kind of introduced as what they do and who they work with or where they're at. This guy, he's got a playful sense about him. Damn zaddy. Damn oh. zaddy. And, like, I guess out of all of them, he is the hunkiest. I don't, I can't picture his face right now. I have no idea who yeah. you're talking about, <laughs> but I, this is gorgeous. So, I love it. Uh, Alvaro. Um, what did he do? Yeah. He's the one who works with autistic individuals. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Oh. He works with transcranial magnetic stimulation, Ooh, or TMS. Ooh, TCMS, yeah. T- Where's the T? What's the T? I mean, was the Trans- stage? Transcranial. Transcranial. They, he just describes it I as, know, that's the old term, but now it's... Yeah? Because, no, because it's being commercialized. You can buy it. Wait, are you joking? No, I'm not I joking. I thought you were being... Oh. Yeah, you can literally buy a helmet that sends transcranial magnetic stimulation to like boost your mood like boost your like uh focusing it's like really Uh, birthday gift husband are you listening thank you anyway (laughs) he uses this and it was like you could tell it was like a very sexually charged situation because i did i picked up on it Damn, I really missed this. I picked up on it because he was sitting in the chair. Doig, Doig, our our dear beloved mm. narrator that Wait, nobody likes. Is it Doig or Doig? Doig, Doig, Doig. Spell it for me, please. D O I G E. Doig, Doig, Norman Doig. Does he say that ever? Yeah, at the beginning of the documentary, he looks like H. John Benjamin and Councilmember Jam from Park. John Glazer. <laughs> Had a baby. John Glazer. Yes. he. They had a baby, and that's whatever the fuck this guy's Yeah. Name. He looks like, like my dentist. Doidge. Who doesn't love me. No dentist. Anyway. Doidge is sitting in this chair in Alvaro Pasqualioni. Oh, right. He visits all the subjects. Oh, yeah. He? Yeah, he right. does. He makes house calls. That. 
<laughs> and uh, Alvaro is like putting this thing on him and putting it oh, near yes. on different parts of his brain, and he like changes his speed. Oh, oh my he has, god! Like, an arm seizure. Oh, yeah. and he like stutters. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Oh, that was terrifying. Oh. No, but he was like, oh my god, my speech changed. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. oh, that was scary. Neil yeah. and I were both really put off by that. Yeah, it was very scary yeah, to see someone have really a stroke because it, it could be weaponized. Oh it? yeah. Oh WTF. <laughs> yep. Did you not think about that, Christina? No. <laughs> no, but I literally look like a like one of those back massaging machines, and I just like yep. put it on his head, and he's like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Back <laughs> massaging? What? You mean dildo? It was back. <laughs> the the back dildo. Um. <laughs> wow. Do we think they were fucking though? <clears throat> I mean, he definitely put Let's that on his speculate penis on that. afterwards. Wow, I don't know. Or there's probably a, like a part in the brain that like gives you a bone bone. You know, that's how like people, you know, do it with people who are asleep. <gasps> that was an episode Whoa. of SVU where Bobby Flay, Bobby Flay was in this episode of Bobby SVU. Flay, like actual, like as himself. As himself, he was like, he was like, I went home with this woman, and I remember waking up, and I have cum all over me, and she left. <gasps> And then apparently she roofied him and then like did this like transcranial stuff or something. And then he got a boner and then a jacket and then she got his sperm and left. Wait, this is Bobby Flay, like noted chef? Yep, noted Noted chef. Noted TV chef. Noted chef and like mild sexual aggressor? Yep. (laughs) Oh. I am fucking blown. Yeah. Holy shit. Yikes. What the fuck? So to, to your point, yes, it could be weaponized. Woof. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> Cut the funding off for this scientist. No. Well, here's the thing. He does other things, too. Right. Okay. He's Fuck. Not, he's not just about TMS or TCMS and, like, getting people off. He... <laughs> oh, my God. Allegedly. When he doesn't do this with Asperger's or autism patients, uh, what he deals with them is the idea of hyperplasticity mm. because he's the one that is quoted right. as saying that, you know, plasticity is neither good or bad. It's just it the way it is. Yeah. It just is. It just yeah. is. Status quo. And so he does these experiments um, where uh, he basically, like, uses the TMS to limit the activity in the brain as well. But the other thing he does that's not associated with the TMS anymore is the idea of imagination, Mm -hmm. which I think is, like, it really spoke to me Mm -hmm. in this time of struggle that I'm going through right now. Saturn's return! So anyway, he does this experiment that I really liked about imagination. It's a five-finger exercise where he had a control group where they did a piano exercise where they just went from little finger to big finger and playing notes. And then he had an other group where they just imagined mm-hmm. doing the same thing. And in both cases, with both groups, the area of their brain that controlled finger flexion grew. Mm-hmm. So the power of imagining things and like visualization is so powerful that it can have an effect on your brain. Yeah. That was, was like fucking deep. I was deep. very skeptical of that. Really? How can he measure if someone's actually imagining or not? Well, because he didn't have them do it. He just sat there and watched them and told them, imagine you doing this. And then he found the part of the brain. Yeah, but they're kids. How do you know if they actually did no, it? No, it wasn't kids. Yeah, it was, it was adults. Like adults. Still. <laughs> I don't know. It was Might like. A, well. And also, does it matter? Because the brain's always changing. So that, but that, by that logic, it would mean that none of it matters. You shouldn't play piano because your brain's just going to change. Oh, don't be a nihilist. No, but you, get, you still got to imagine playing the piano. 
But do you? Because do, does he know if they actually imagine playing the piano? Well, I mean, that was the part of the experiment. Because the part of the brain he measured, it still changed. Yeah, it still grew. So something happened. Something, mm. happened. something happened. Or it just happens on its own. Ugh! <laughs> Why do you have to poop all over these I'm not pooping. Listen, I just know, I, that's listen. good. She's coming from a scientific point of view. I have you have done to be skeptical scientific experiments to my great displeasure. And I know <laughs> that if you can't actually measure if the participant is doing it or not, yeah. then it's garbage data. Because it's not empirical. It doesn't That's mean true. anything. So that I picked up on with another person from the documentary, a guy mm. named Derek Steen. Oh. Do you remember who he is? The homeless guy? Does, Absolutely not. Is How about Soul Patch person? No Arm? There was a homeless Ooh. person? No, what? Soul Patch No Arm. Homeless person. Wait, did I say homeless? I, yeah. You did. I said armless. Oh, okay. Yeah. Is yeah. this the Phantom Limb Doctor? Yeah. yeah. Yes. I have a lot. I really like to him. Say. He Okay, well Derek Steen is not the doctor. Derek no. Steen is the patient. Yes. Yes. You're talking about VS Ramachandran, who I'm assuming VS stands for very special like the cognac. He First of all, he was so ethnically <laughs> ambiguous. I had no idea what race he was. Yeah, he looked yeah. he looked African American at yeah, first, and then they showed the name, and I was like, "Oh damn!" And he has such like, a sultry, deep voice, and yeah. I was like, "Oh." He was giving me some uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson vibes. He yes. really was. Yes, he was. When he yeah. first showed up, like in the first beginning intro, I was like, "Neil, yeah, Neil, <laughs> Neil, we met him." Oh, they also were I very zoomed in on his face, yeah. as with everyone else, so it was hard mm, to tell. Yeah, it was very hard. <laughs> so, what are your okay? But anyway, Derek Steen, what we're talking about here. Is this man was riding a motorcycle in 1985 and had such a bad accident that his arm had to be amputated? Mm-hmm. Don't ride motorcycles. You don't look cool. You're not sad. impressing anybody. So Just don't do I think it. It's really hot. It is really hot, but like Until it's dangerous. It's fucking dangerous. It's so it's not. Did you watch that P Diddy music video? What? That's P Diddy. Well, the remake of that song. Oh. The music video was him crashing in a motorcycle. Does he lose an arm too? Do none of you keep up with Puff Daddy? <laughs> You mean Sean uh, yeah. P. Diddy comes? No, now this it's... This is like our late 90s. Now it's did. <laughs> Wait, what? He changed his name a lot. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, when, he that, when he remade that Sting song, the music video was him That's crashing a in a song? motorcycle. Oh, my God. Oh, God. Where am I? You're young. Yeah. Who I am I? Who am I? So many, there are so many moments at Mashable where I would <laughs> reference an old song and tell me would be like, what? Oh, my God. Do you remember when you were talking about Golden Girls and you were... No, no, no. You were talking about Angela Lansbury and I was like, was she a Golden Girl? Oh, my and God. You, uh, you wanted to punch me in the face Angela so Lansbury hard. National Treasure? Fucking A. Anna I, I and yelled, the Sixth I Golden I, Girl. I yelled at you. No, yeah. six? Okay. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> okay, so he has one arm because of a motorcycle. So motorcycle accident, yeah. right. Sorry, I but, regret mentioning P. Diddy. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. He, he gets phantom pain, though, as yeah. many amputees do. He has a phantom limb. Do. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so V.S. Ramachandran... Uh, what? Sorry. I'm just <laughs> laughing thinking about this doctor. It's fucking insane. Yeah. He does um, a variety of, like, therapies? I Question mean. mark. <laughs> Question mark. No, I think they're so helpful. He does a variety of touching. Okay, well, oh. okay. One of them I see the benefit of. The other one I think I don't. What, what, okay, Let so me guess. What? Can I guess? Yeah. Yes, guess. Okay. okay. I think the helpful therapy was when he put his hand in a mirror in the mirror box so he could see a mirror box so it looked like he had his left hand hand and it helped the phantom pain yes you could visualize what it. you probably didn't like <laughs> was when the doctor 
put his hand, stood behind the patient, put his arm where the patient's arm would have been, and then stroked his own arm. No, no, it wasn't stroke. It was like, it was like, touch, 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 touch. touch. Yeah. I don't even know what to call it. He was like, he was like pinching, he was like gathering his skin yeah. on the top of his hand and, and being like, do you feel this? And you can this? tell that but the patient was hand. so uncomfortable. He was like, yeah. He was like, yeah, it's helping, it's helping, stop, it helped, yeah. I'm done. Well, the only I'm cured, get the fuck out of here. The other thing about V.S. Ramachandran, very special Ramachandran, yeah. Uh, is that in the middle of his testimonial, out of nowhere, all of a sudden he just holds up a model brain, and like he had been holding it in his lap the, the whole time. time, and he just like brings it up. Hello. And we're like, oh god! No, all of a sudden, just it took me very off guard. I would like a professional <laughs> panel to review his scientific methods. I have no doubt that <laughs> what he's doing works. Like I believe that he's smart, and I get what he's saying. I just want it yeah. to be in a controlled environment, yeah. in a room away from the fax machine, <laughs> and secretaries, and like, just fucking not in the office pit, and maybe not your arm either. Well, the only thing was, I was like, I get what you're doing, but how are you actually treating his pain? A hundred percent, yes. I was like, because, uh, you know, there weren't treatments, they were just no, like, I think this trick. is cool. It yeah. was very yeah. vague. It felt like almost like this guy, Soul Patch Derek, was like just like an ex- a man to be experimented yeah. on, and not so much about treating him. No, because he was like, totally. I'm in so much pain. Yeah. And then he yeah. was like, am I poking your arm? And like stroking his hand. <laughs> wow, that's cool. Yeah. When he stroked his face with that letter opener, I was That was like, really sensual. I was kind of turned on. So sensual. Okay, another thing we have to talk so about. Sensual. We're going to take it from wherever VS was. At, I think it was San Diego. And we're going to go down to Birmingham, Alabama. Yes. yes. This place bounces around. And mm-hmm. we're going to talk about uh, two men. One man. <laughs> yes. Whose name is Michael Bernstein. And another man whose name is Edward Taub. Two Jews in Birmingham, Alabama. You know, allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. Because they don't say, I'm a Jew. <laughs> okay, Michael Bernstein and Edward Taub. Yeah, they're Jewish. They're I, didn't, Jewish. I didn't know that Taub was a Jewish name. Honey, let me tell you oh. how many Taubs <laughs> I went to Hebrew school with. Um, <laughs> so Michael Bernstein is, as I thought was a former eye surgeon, but apparently he's back at it. He's a guy... Okay, yep. he's a guy who yeah. had a stroke mm-hmm. um, at 54. Oh, no, and they say ripe, his prime age at 54. <laughs> yeah, they say that. In the prime of his life. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know if that's really But that it. is pretty early to have a stroke. It's early. But <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay, yep. do you have feelings about Bernstein? Is that Bernstein? I sure. have that's feelings the about the, so the eye surgeon is, had a stroke, yeah. got yes. treatment that we'll talk Four, about, yeah. Yeah. went back to work. Yep. yep. <laughs> I the I was screaming at the TV. Does your patient know you just had a fucking stroke? Because the he was like six weeks later back at work. I was like, no. Wait, but he was like just checking the prescription of this patient, not like doing surgery though. Uh, is he doing surgery again? Or is it he was just unclear. Like, it was unclear. so unclear. Yeah, yeah. I was so worried for that patient. Yeah. I was like, no, because he listen. When you have a stroke, it's physically fucking debilitating, and it is so. Yeah. Difficult to recover, and the treatment was amazing. But he still he was having trouble walking and talking. He was having trouble talking. Mm -hmm. His hands shook a little Mm -hmm. bit, and that is not the guy I want looking at my fucking eyeballs. But he was driving down a freeway. He was driving a a Ferrari, a stick shift. He does very well for himself. A moving. That's his his intro. He's like, "Hi, I just had a stroke." (laughs) In a car. 
Ugh. I just think he shouldn't be back to work yet. I'm driving 100 miles per hour, yep. So the guy who treats him is a guy named Edward Taub, who created constraint-induced therapy. Now, this is fucking amazing. Yeah, that's I will It's say amazing, that. but the way that they got there is uh, problematic. <laughs> because... <laughs> oh, yes. So the way that they helped fix... Um, <laughs> yeah. The yeah. way that Taub helped uh, Michael Bernstein and other stroke patients and other paralyzed individuals is by constraining their functioning uh, limbs, primarily the arms is what we saw. So if somebody had a stroke and they lost function to like most of their right side of their body, including their arm, they'll isolate the left hand and make the, the patient do things only with their right hand. Mm-hmm. But the way originally mm. that this guy came to this conclusion that this worked mm-hmm. is by uh, inducing paralysis yeah, in monkeys. This. Like literally just detached the nerve. So you just yeah. can't move it. Yeah. He did this in monkeys. He experimented on live monkeys. And it's, they show it. And they show this. <laughs> it's a thing called deaffrontation. Fucked up. And the the thing that troubled me the most is that Doidge, our dear narrator, mm. was just like, yeah, so Tab deaffronted monkeys' arms. And then he, you know, isolated one and got the, the thing back and it was like fun. What that means is he had to have performed surgery yep. on those monkeys. Yeah. Like, he actively had to cut their head open, be like, snip, and then be like, let's torture you some more. Yeah. Yep. I, I don't think it's that uncommon in... Oh, even the, now. They just yeah. hide it really well now. I was going to say, like, I, I didn't know if, if any of you all knew. Yeah, when I worked in a lab, yes. we had a specimen, like, not a specimen, an animal room, all different kinds of animals. <gasps> Birds, cats, oh my monkeys, goodness. rats. But they were just like... It's pretty common. Hush, hush. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty common because they don't want to be protested. But it's very common. And actually, yeah. like, that's a big debate. It's like... Is this okay? Yeah, is this okay for the better of humanity? Like, why are we more important than rats or monkeys or... Well, I guess, like, the the silver lining is that the monkey eventually regained... Yeah, through the therapy. Through the therapy. But the monkey also had surgery. Mm -hmm. At BU, when I was in... I was a psychology minor, and we had to do experiments, and somebody had a fucking lawsuit. And so when I finally got to experimental psych... We could no longer use the live rats. We had to mm. use a virtual rat. Wait, named, to like dissect to, it? Yep, to mm. do experiments on. His name was Sniffy. Oh. And we gave him virtual heroin. Oh, <gasps> fun. Yeah. Hey, that's how you killed your kid. Well, that's, so So we were like experimenting with like drugs and oh, addiction. Oh, what does your brain, yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. and like will it like self-administer Whoa. a drug and like how it affects its brain. And there was some kind of fucking lawsuit about animal rights or whatever. So by the time me and one of my best friends, Morgan, who's a veterinarian, Got to this class, we shared Sniffy the virtual rat. It was so stupid. <laughs> I like stupid. I see the merit in like live animal experimentation in terms of like learning, but it's fucking so unethical. Uh, it's it's such a a fine line to yeah. walk. Yeah. Sniffy. Sniffy the virtual fucking rat. He just like sniffed in the air. I don't even know. His name was Sniffy for all of us. His name was Sniffy the virtual rat. And we gave him virtual heroin and virtual cocaine. What is virtual heroin? Virtual THC. THC. TLC. Yeah, TLC. We gave him waterfalls all day long. Yeah. It was just like a computer program. It was almost like a. It was nothing. Like randomized. You can't even like observe anything. It was a computer program that was pre programmed to give you a certain result if you put in a certain thing. What a waste of time. Enormous. Now you can see why I copied her homework. Oh. Shouts to Morgan. Shout out to Morgan. Shouts to Morgan, the smartest Take woman back her degree. I know. Yeah. Um, when it comes she to... She really got me through college. Yeah, she's wonderful. 
So, one other person I did want to talk about. Chemo? Chemo brain? No. The teacher? No. What? The one who was born, like... Without half of her brain. Oh, that is very... That is, like, my specialty. Excuse me? <laughs> Sorry. Explain. What? Um, like, what? Um, I worked in a lab. When you were in med school? No, no, before. Before. Just a lab. Okay. And I was working on um, cases of um, agenesis of the corpus callosum. That means the... Like, the strings that connect the two hemispheres of the brain weren't there. It just didn't exist. Uh-huh. So it was like two hemispheres of brain that just weren't connected. Or sometimes one hemisphere wouldn't exist. Kind of like the case of this woman. Yes. Right? Um, Michelle Mack is her name. Yeah, Michelle. She's missing which hemisphere? Do you guys remember? Left. Uh, left. Yeah. She but only has ha- literally half a brain. Mm-hmm. If like you, or sometimes people have like really uncontrollable seizures, that the only way you can get rid of it is by just taking out half of the brain. <gasps> but if you what? take out... A half a brain before you're like five or something, you'll grow up totally normal. You can't even tell. Yeah. It's it, I, what? Because Ugh. the remaining hemisphere will just pick it up. But no. this woman in the documentary was truly amazing. Very cool. She's I born cannot a like they brain. show CAT scans of her and it's just, it's just emptiness, yeah. emptiness. And uh, apparently, like in the '80s when she was born, like her parents were just told that like she her brain her brain would just stop developing at yeah. eleven. Um, and now she can memorize dates and play tennis. Oh my gosh, she's so That's smart. her specialty is memorizing yes. dates, right? You can tell her, like, July 5th, 1977, and she'll be like, that was a Monday. Yeah. It's so cool. Ugh. She was amazing. It I was is. really impressed with that. Yeah. I, it was it was and phenomenal. And she was also, like, very self-aware. Yes. Like, I don't know why I'm like this. It's just, I just am. Or, like... I know that I'll never be able to whatever, whatever, but, you know, I, you know, but I'm normal. She reminded me a lot of an autistic person. Yeah, because everything she needed literal. She couldn't yes. take, like, Oh, yeah, metaphors. that was her thing. That's she her needed, main like, weakness. literal She needs concepts. concrete. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. Not a lot there, yeah. So, I think it's time we wrap up. Because mm. this was a pretty short documentary. It was 55 minutes. It was an hour, yeah. And, wow. like, there was interesting things. We'll yeah. leave some to the imagination. Wait, I want to say something else about okay. the camera work. Oh. Well, no. we're going we're gonna to get to that. Oh, my God. In the directing evaluation. Oh well, specifically the, specifically the camera work, not just the zoomed-in introduction of everyone, which is fucking weird, but every time they were interviewing someone, especially with Donnie Deutsch, what's his name? He keeps <laughs> Donnie saying Donnie Deutsch. Deutsch. What the fuck is his name? Jerry Norman Diego. <laughs> Jeremy oh. Brenner, what are you going to say? <laughs> Jeremy Diego. Jeremy Diego. His name. Norman Doidge. Oh, that name is awful. Okay. Norman Doidge. <laughs> yeah. The cameraman would be shaking from side to side. <laughs> like, on interview style things, it was, like, yeah. so shaky. And it made me like, so nauseous. the old, like, 1960s rug that they would put as, like, the backdrop. Do you guys remember? Oh, yes. Yeah. The psychedelic wallpaper. Yep. That's yeah. called a green screen, okay? That was it was, was a that choice. A green screen? Of course, it was a green. I Come on, Tony. I didn't see any like rough outlines or anything. It's a weird choice. It's a really weird choice. It's a choice. And they had in the beginning a montage of every nerd yeah, scientist yeah, yeah. against this background, and I was like, damn. And none of them were attractive. <laughs> no, which gives the science community a bad for name. Oliver. No one's sexy. Even him, to be except honest. Except the guy with Alvaro? the seizure, right? Yeah. No, he wasn't hot. I don't know. I thought. Mitch with the chicken stash was kind of good looking. I'd let him hold me. Uh, Jeremy Diego thought he was hot. What's his name? (laughs) God damn it. Norman Norman Holubi. (laughs) Holubi! Holubi! That's farther away than I was. (laughs) Fuck's sake. 
God damn. I'm really bad at names. Like, oh, come mm. on, you know um, Sharp Objects that came out yesterday yeah. on HBO? Is it good? I don't know. I don't okay. watch it's it. It's great. But I keep calling it um, Broken Glass. <laughs> Okay, mom. <laughs> okay, mom. I am such a mom. I oh, can't remember. I keep I'm calling sorry. every I white guy. I should write names down. You're right. Yeah. Christina, we're going to be doing this a lot. Oh, my God. I'm comfortable with where I'm at with my memory, okay? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. You should You should do neuroplasticity. <laughs> yeah, we're going to get you into some brain exercise, yeah. girl. Having studied a lot of psychology, I just have a lot of problems with, like, experiments in psych in general. There's just, like, no way to measure so many of these things. No, you guys should definitely do transcranial magnetic stimulation, because that's really cool. Yeah. My friend did it, and for, like, five hours, he was like, I feel so great. It was, like, euphoria. But only for those five hours. Yeah, because they, like, so what happens is, like, they send a a low-frequency stimulation that fires up your synapses, like, extra (gasps) for, like, a little bit. And so it's supposed to like, like really stimulate. Yeah, like I Molly. hear. Mm. I uh, yeah. Allegedly. I've heard. Yeah. <laughs> I have no idea. So, but um, <laughs> where do you get your hands? You can either like NYU does like oh come like be a part of our research. So they'll like pay you fifty bucks so you can like do it. Okay, I don't rely on that because oh. it never happens frequently enough. How can you just do it? Just buy it. How much is on that? Indiegogo. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. Like I don't want to give myself a brain tumor. Because <laughs> that's how that that's, happens. That's the other thing is that a lot of this is like unresearched and untested and you have no fucking idea. Yeah, yeah they're very are. case by case. Yeah. The guy was using his own arm and poking it as an experiment. Like how scientific are we really getting? I don't know. But Walbara, Walbara, Walters. <laughs> while we're on the subject of directorial choices. Let's talk about it. Um... So, the thing that bothered me the most, because you were, like, shaking camera, I didn't really notice it, but now yeah, you I mentioned it. I, <sighs> I have really bad motion sickness. Oh, and you were Aww. getting for And I was like, ugh. Yikes. The, the thing that I really loved, because I love establishing shots, I'm, like, kind of fascinated by establishing shots where you see people walking mm. or, like, doing something. The B-roll. The B-roll. Yes. Yeah. I find them unnecessary. I, I'm fascinated by them. And the one that... the one <laughs> I that wish I there think, was 90% less. <laughs> the one that I thought was the most awkward that they chose to use for this, which is where they instruct the person to look down and then look up at the camera dramatically. <laughs> yes. Style. yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so drama. Okay, now look up. Closer, (laughs) closer. Okay, now look down like you were just looking to pick something up. (laughs) And then you look up and you're like, oh, I just caught I could just caught the camera. I'm very very surprised that everyone is very game to do that because you and I know (laughs) that some people just like it doesn't work. Oh, you mean like with scientists and people that are not camera people? I was very surprised that um um, go phantom phantom limb doctor was like as like good on camera as he is. Yeah, yeah. Was he good on camera? <laughs> that is very. He had a brain in his lap. <laughs> he had for a brain in his lap. God knows how long. Time, so. He always carries it with him. Okay, so like, we're evaluating now, just yeah. just right. in case anyone was uncertain. We're we're doing director director Morgan choice. So the director, mm. his name is Mike Sheeran. Ooh, Ed Sheeran's son. <laughs> son. Yeah. We went back and how old do you think Ed Sheeran is? Thirty. Thirty. He's your age, I think. <laughs> Ed Sheeran is our age. Oh my god. Which is, is 30. he thirty? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I believe he. T- wait. I'm, I'll look it up. Just right. I'll just humor everybody and look it up. 
One. I have Wikipedia open like a good uh, Ed, Ed, Ed Sheeran. You can't tell. He's I can't, 150. I can't tell really pale people. Like, I can't oh tell my God, they are. Okay. Facial blindness. Wait, my I internet. do have facial. I have white people facial blindness for sure. Mm, yeah. I know some people who have white people facial blindness. I always mistaken white guys with porn stars. Like, all the time. <laughs> on Game of Thrones. All the time. On Game of Thrones, I have facial blindness because they're yes. all white dudes with curly hair and leather yep. tunics. Yep. Yeah. Yep. They all the that. same. Like, Dario and Jon Snow, I like couldn't tell. I don't even know. Who Dario yep, exactly. is. I'm okay. so bad with him. Okay, so he is uh he was born in nineteen ninety one, so he's twenty eight. Oh wow, he's way younger than I thought he was. I thought or, he was like no. thirty five or something. No, no, no. Thirty five? No, 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 he's god damn it, he's twenty seven. Oh, that's really young. <laughs> he could have had a son, not as a directorial. Okay, age. meanwhile the director's name was <laughs> Mike Sheeran. Dave Sheeran? Ed Sheeran. Wait, <laughs> Ed no, that's the singer. Mike Sheeran. Okay. Um, <laughs> this is like his his only true documentary. He never. You don't fucking afterwards. say. Okay. He the only other documentary that he did, uh, allegedly, is the Degrassi story. Oh, I That's love not a documentary. that. I love that. Wait, have so you seen Canadian. it? I love Degrassi. No, no but she have, means the documentary about, about Degrassi. Degrassi. Okay, it's Never called the Degrassi that. story, and I could also, not. Also, why are you guys saying Degrassi? Is it, is it Degrassi? It's Degrassi. <gasps> oh. What? what? <gasps> it's like whenever I say El, <gasps> El Paso, people get so mad in America. It's El Paso. Yeah. It's Degrassi. Oh, You're an American oh, now, bitch. Stop oh. it. It's Degrassi? Yeah. Dude, Bobby Flay was on SBU. It's Bobby Fly. It's Bobby Fly. <laughs> it's Booby Fly. It's Holy shit! I would definitely go to Booby Fly. <laughs> oh my god! The newest restaurant by Booby Fly. Oh my god! Here's thing. He's so delicious. He's on Top Chef. Uh, he's not on Top he's Chef. Amazing. He's on Iron Degrassi. Chef. Shut Degrassi. <laughs> Degrassi. Yeah, he's an Iron okay, Chef. Okay. Anyway, he's not top chef. could not find a like a thing about the Degrassi story on IMDb, so I'm concerned that it's not a real documentary. Well, there's a Canadian IMDb. Did you know that? Oh, my <laughs> fucking God. You are blowing our minds. There's a Canadian IMDb. There is. Wait, why? It's IMDb.ca. Wait, Shut no, your no, no. fucking this mouth. Is, this is supposed to be the international movie. No, no, no. Is it not internet? No, no, no. No, it's internet. <laughs> the eyes for internet. <laughs> it's internet movie it database. It should be international. This is the international movie <laughs> database. Yeah, because they don't have like a lot of Asian people in IMDb. I've noticed, like, the, not like no. Asian Americans, but like Chinese Chinese or like Korean oh, Korean. Fuck. Is there because a they can't spell IMDb? their names. Because I can't spell their name. Yeah. Okay, well, anyway, this guy, other than the Degrassi story. Wait, check the Canadian IMDb for the Degrassi story. I'll do it later. Um, But the other things that he has done are mostly just, like, competition reality shows in Canada. I love that. Like in HGTV Canada. As if HGTV could not get any more Canadian. There is an HGTV Canada. That feels right. That feels right. Um, He did Home to Win, which is Mm -hmm. like a home design challenge, and the Donut Showdown. Can't wait to see that when I get home. Donut Showdown. So... Anyway, that's that's really it. There's nothing. There's nothing else. It doesn't surprise me that this is his only documentary. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure this is. Why is this a documentary? Like, who commissioned it? Art I'm France. Sure, Art France. No, no, but I'm sure it was um, Dorman yeah. Tooch. <laughs> Fucking what's his name? Dorman Tooch. Norman 
Doge. I'm sure he like is really he did like an Indiegogo campaign and he really really. A hundred percent. This is his book and it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I would this. not be surprised if he was jerking. I believe it. I believe it. But while we're on the subject of Doge, how do we feel about him as a narrator? Because he was the narrator. I don't know. Wait, how did you feel about the directorial yeah, yeah, yeah. stuff? You didn't tell us how you felt. Oh yeah. Oh, I thought it was like fine. I thought the shots of the materialization where people like materialize out of nowhere. It's cool. It's um, very standard of its time. I just thought yeah. it was like super standard, not very interesting, but... Oh, I thought it was fucking awful. I you just, know, it's really funny. It was not extraordinary. I laughed. Yeah? Yeah, when they materialized out of nowhere. Also, <laughs> I, I don't know... when they were so close. You guys don't even... I guess you guys didn't even see this, but like there's a shot where they're in the intro shot of the uh, hospital where the stroke victim and then the, they like guard one hand to make them do the other hand. Uh-huh. They were doing an intro shot of that, and you guys don't know this, but when they were doing the transition of the materialization there's like a split second where they didn't edit correctly so there's a woman <gasps> in the back who realizes that she's in the shot so she like rushes back oh my god <laughs> it's so funny I love it moments so funny. like that but they just never cut it out it's so oh, funny oh I love it I laughed so hard Ugh. okay but you, well you guys hated Doig though yeah I don't the really narrator, like the narrator now we're the narrator he the is Doig. doing God's work though I think he was... No, he just put together research. He didn't do anything. I thought he had a great bedside manner. Yes, but he did not study shit. He just studied other people's shit. Yeah. He just put it together. Yes. But would you, like, do him? No. No. I would do Alvaro or Mitch. (laughs) Who's Mitch again? Oh, my God. Chicken Chicken I I thought it was a really fucking stupid and weird choice for him to instead of just voiceover and his TED Talks sit in front of a camera in front of his psychedelic green screen and talk directly into the camera like a fucking dictator. It was a choice. It was a choice. Um, I didn't like seeing his face. So the budget quality how do we feel? How much did this movie cost? Yeah do you know that? No. Mm. There's how do you find that out? I mean depending on the runtime too it like just seems really cheap. I mean, it was well, made it was 2005. for Art France in... Two, no, it was 2008. The book was 2005. No, no, it's, it's no. a mystery. No, ugh, it's not. Heard. It's on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> My Amazon app said You're, 2005. You were looking at the book on accident. Not, nah, dude. S- it said release date February 2005. I swear to God. No, I'll take I'm a gonna, picture I'm going to say this was self-funded by... Donnie Deutsch. Yep, Donnie Deutsch. Dougie Duke. And um, Dougie Duke. He was not listed as a producer. Really? Oh. Wait, wait, wait. No, wait. Now I don't know. What? Wait, now I don't know. Because I'm going to say, like, I think he made it and then just sold it at, like, a film festival. And then Arte Arte France bought it or something. You don't think Arte France commissioned this? No. Mm, It is his book. Because there's no French in it. And it was a lot of jerk-off stuff for himself. It was. He really jerked himself He was in every interview, and then he, like, voiced over it. There was some masturbatory activity A lot of it. Yeah. And now he looked like H. John Benjamin. He looked just like him. Who's that? Oh my god! Oh my god! Okay, my internet's not working right now, so I can't look it up. Dory, damn it! That's pay, pay your bills. No, it's my router. My router is stupid. Don't worry about it. Don't okay. Worry. Okay. What was the original question? Budget quality. I thought it was like. I thought decent. it was. I thought it was like lower than average, but fuck. Yeah, it was passive. I thought the graphics, the graphics of the brain, oh, were that quite was nice. Cool. They did it. That was a guy they named Fry Dune Merzad. Oh. I will never remember that name. Yeah, I didn't. <laughs> I thought it was fine. It was 1985. Very much. It was the 80s. The 80s. hair, a lot of Farrah Fawcett going yeah. on. What oh, about yes. the music? Didn't I notice don't it. remember. It was very um, kind of in the background. You didn't really notice it, except for in the very beginning where there was lots of like horror music, ambient noise with a lot of quick cuts. 
Mm. that kind of puts you on edge a little bit. This director was on fucking drugs. Like he was getting, he was having a time. This was like his first serious project. This is a serious. This is probably the most serious topic that we've talked about on DocuNope alone. Mm. And this is a pretty serious documentary for him to touch on. We didn't even talk about cancer brain. Oh, I don't even want to talk about. Okay, fair enough. Although she was my favorite. Sorry, go on. Anyway, did we learn anything? Actually, uh, against the odds, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think so. I learned a lot. I was bringing it up in conversation uh, multiple times. Yeah. Just seeing someone have such a visceral reaction to Phantom Limb was, like, really cool to me. Yeah. And that balanced lady who just, like, is totally fine now. Like, I that feel really... like he was having a visceral rea- reaction to his doctor, though. <laughs> Like, I feel like he was like, get away from me, I'm here, Also, you can totally tell that they were, like, being told what to say, because he's like, hello, welcome to my lab, how are you feeling today? Do you guys, have you guys noticed yes, that? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I mean, those are the, so the reenactments, those are reenactments, I would say they were not spectacular. Yeah. Uh-uh. No. Mm. Um, but yes, I learned something. I yes. did, yeah. I learned a lot against all odds. Yeah. I think so. Um, Snooze Factor. I didn't snooze, and it was really late at night. I was I was impressed that you did not snooze. Yeah, but I don't really snooze. And also, days. you studied this. You actually yeah, went yeah, to yeah. school for this for a That's time. That's why it was interesting to me. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really glad was. that you found this interesting because I didn't want it to be painful for you to watch. I didn't want it to, like, no. dredge up, you know, emotions of, you know, dropping out of med school and being a disappointment to your mother. Oh, and, wow. Oh. <laughs> Jesus. Oh. Deep I have cuts. to go. <laughs> Um, I thought it was pretty high, but it's a pretty short watch. It's manageable. I did not fall asleep, which is saying something. Well, like, what time of day did you watch it? At night, as always, right before bed. Yeah. As I do all documentaries. Same. Same. Right before bed. And I didn't fall asleep, but I think it's because I was so confused most of the time. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. It was very fascinating to see how bad it was. Some of that, listen, some of that science was really fucking amazing. Oh, yeah. Like, they cured some seriously amazing shit. Honestly, the way he rebounded from that stroke, I was like, incredible. Not quite surgery worthy, (laughs) but incredible. Yeah. Yeah, totally. But the way the documentary was structured Mm. made it hard to learn. I don't know. I thought it was trying to be linear with the way that it told it. But when there was you're too de- much Jeremy Deutsch, I think it was if they had just focused on three people instead of trying to do so yeah, many. Yeah, there different, were a yeah, lot too of people. much. He too was much. just trying to. I think the goal with this was just trying to stack up a shit ton of evidence, and instead of just focusing on the people and really getting the beginning to the end of their stories, um, he was just trying to collect evidence, and that would have made a more compelling thing if it was like the real, like, full top-to-bottom story. Like, I would love to have seen, like, a whole documentary on the woman who developed, like, who just grew up with one brain. Uh, Yes. I would watch an entire documentary. Yeah, She was the most fascinating out of all of them for me. Yeah, totally. I loved her. They did her wrong. Although I will say the description on Amazon, the, like, (laughs) written description, grossly misled me about how it was going to happen. 1,000%. It was, like, Learn how people change their own brains! Yeah. Exclamation uh, point. And then it was like cancer, stroke, yeah. like oh. eye surgery. It made it sound like, like, a, like a self help film. 100%. It was like teens learn how to do new you shit. Heard, you heard of the secret? It's basically this. <laughs> it was so intense. I'm like somebody's missing a lot. Yeah. Did you drop out of med school and disappoint your Asian mom? <laughs> this is for you. This is for you. Okay, so final thoughts and recommendations. Uh. 
I don't know if I'd recommend okay. this. My, no. No, come on. My my recommendation is if you have a brain, even if your brain is... <laughs> if you have a brain. If you, have. if you have a brain that is afraid of so many things contained in this movie, you should still watch it. I would, like, recommend it to people who, like, are having brain issues and, like, they've lost hope. Then I'd, like, show it to them. You know what I mean? Yes. Because, like, I success stories. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I guess I would recommend it for casual watching, but I'm concerned that they are showing this in classrooms. How did you even find this? Uh, <laughs> Fucking Amazon. I've basically, I have obliterated my significant other's Amazon queue <laughs> 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 with my choice of viewing. <laughs> so now it is just shit like this all of the time. Mm-hmm. I watched Secrets of Archaeology last night. Oh, it's all another I good one. That. I've seen that one. Yeah, now it just serves me so many things like that. Uh-huh. It's so low budget. Amazon is, it used to be Hulu that was sort of like a bastion of of really great, yep. unknown, weird, low-budget yep. documentaries. No, Amazon's filled yeah. Filled oh, to so the brim. Ancient Aliens is like my Oh, favorite that's too. my favorite. That's Just my don't worry favorite. about it. I know. Christina wants to talk about Ancient Aliens. I feel like it's too cool for this podcast. Um, no, I don't think... It's not even... But it's a, a series. We can't talk about a series. There are series that I do want to talk about eventually. Oh, if sewers on the table, we're talking about it's like eventually. Eventually, like you got y'all listening, you listening. I'm talking to you specifically. You can change that if you show a significant interest in this podcast and you tell us your friends listening, then we'll start doing series because there's a lot of weird ones out there. Or if you have any suggestions, even yeah, like send them to us. Docunope.com. Docunope at gmail.com. That's the one. We may or may not be drinking rose. I finished mine, and I'm not drunk yet. Tony Baloney. Or maybe. Those cherries are really good, though. Oh, Poppy. Are they the pear cherries? Mm, That was a struggle for a word. (laughs) They're frozen cherries. Oh, it was good. (laughs) I farted. You farted? No! I farted. Um, if you think she hasn't been farting this whole time, you're fucking crazy. You are so <laughs> stuck. Teach me how to do it. You two don't even know each other. We don't no, know each you other. You are strangers. No, I've never met you before in my life, but I'll teach you how to fart, like the pros. Yes. Okay. <laughs> do you spread it apart? Okay, this is the kind of impact this documentary had on us, by the way, is like you're talking about farts. Um, Wait, okay. before we sign off. Yeah. I just learned that you can lube your butt crack. <laughs> <laughs> because it's the summer. Everyone listening, Explain, it's the summer. please. Does this have a, oh, an actual it's moral? A, it's for chafing and for noisy farts. Oh, my God. So it's not about brains. Okay. <laughs> why would you? Why, would, why do you need to lube your butt crack in order to calm your farts? Is your butthole that loose? Well, number what one reason. farts do you have? I mean, I don't. Oh, really? Do you don't do farts? <laughs> I don't, I don't know, do farts. I don't know that I feeling. Don't do. I don't do that. Um, okay. <laughs> no, because it's hot, so you're chafing, so you're, if you have a big butt, it like chafes. That's the primary reason. But the secondary benefit is that, it, you know, you're, the air vibration is lessened. By, um, the, no, it's, no, It's just going to make it sound no. wetter. That's, yeah. that's gonna what's gonna happen. Like a, like a shardy shard? Yeah, it's gonna it, be a shard. It's gonna sound like a shard. Yeah. And what you're does gonna a shard feel... sound like? Well, that's for another podcast. That's for Hello. you to find out. Ooh. Tony, where can people find you? People can find me on www.pornhub.com <laughs> slash users slash Canadian Polish American. 
But Korean. You forgot Korean. I don't do that anymore. No, forget it. <laughs> no. Okay. Completely abandon yep. your Korean descent. I don't. As it comes, as it yeah, adheres to porn. Exactly. I don't yeah. do that anymore. I don't anymore. do that anymore. I don't do that anymore. I don't do that anymore. Um, um, and or, also, all my handles are at hello Tony Lee. Please follow me. Please. <laughs> Please. He, has, he is good at content. I, once in a while. I'm not very active. It's really bad. Oh, uh, fuck you. You're pretty active. I am. Compared to Dory. Oh, compared to me. Oh. I'm nowhere on the internet. Yeah. You can find me at docunope at gmail.com. That's right. And you Send can... her your nudes. No nudes. Oh. This is the fucking second time somebody's asked for nudes oh. on this podcast. Which one's asked for nudes? Like yes, a guest my house? husband on the last episode. Oh. Neil Anand. God bless him. Oh but send us your suggestions for real. Like, D- And don't send them... Don't please don't make the suggestion nudes, okay? No, yeah, yeah. no but nudes. But if just if you subject line is Tony, then they'll just forward it to me, and I <laughs> want to see your nudes. <laughs> yeah, if you have nudes, send them, but the subject line has to be Tony. <laughs> yeah, like nothing else. Okay. Yep. But also, okay, you can find me at D O R Y W C D stands for Dory White Chocolate Drizzle, and if you want us to have our own Instagram. Tell us. What's an Insta germ? Instagram. Instagram. You idiot. Oh, sorry. Do you, like, just let us know. Like, holler. Yeah. Otherwise, we were not going to do it because I don't have the time or the patience. But if you want us, then we will. Yes. But if not, we won't. Yes. It's up to you to decide. Christina. Yeah. I love you. I love you. Um, Tony, I love you. Uh huh. Um,. Okay, we're trying a new sign-off. <clears throat> okay. Would you watch it? <laughs> Wait, I forgot what it was. Uh, no, it was... Wait, hey, uh... What? <laughs> <laughs> Remind me, and then I'll say the next one. Oh, it's like, would you watch Give me it? my line. Would line? You watch What's my line? Would you watch it, and you're like, I would. And okay. then it's like, would you? Okay. No, so, no, oh, that's <laughs> not what it is. <laughs> would you watch it? I would. Would you? The listener? <laughs> That's not what it was. Okay, well, I don't remember what it was. You wrote it down. I know. That's all I wrote. <laughs> you just wrote, would you watch Wait, it? this is your sign I just off? wrote, would you watch no, it? we talked about this beforehand. What the? F- I wrote, would <laughs> you watch it? She's going to cut all of that. Don't worry. May I? Uh, <laughs> May I? Would you, would you watch it? Find out next time on DocuNote. That's what it was. Find out next time on DocuNote. Oh, okay. Oh it was just going to be find out next time on DocuNote? That's what we talked about. <laughs> oh, God. I need to go home. <laughs> this is Tony's first podcast. This okay. Really Ever. Okay. All right. Okay. I'm going to feed you okay. the line, and okay. you're going to say the second part. Okay. Hey, Christina. Would you watch it? Would you? Find out next time on Dark and Now. Wow. Well.